Let's begin by cultivating our motivation and placing what we're about to do within the framework of kindness towards others, within the framework of offering service to society, so that by working on ourselves and developing wisdom and compassion ourselves, we will be able to be of greater benefit and service to others. Okay. So this week's topic is kindness and compassion. What? Just loving kindness. No compassion. <laughs> oh. Gee, compassion's next month. We have to wait. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'll try and refrain myself and just stick to loving kindness. <laughs> yeah. Um, His Holiness Dalai Lama says, my religion is kindness. I think that that's actually very profound, you know, my religion is kindness. So my religion isn't, I believe in this and I believe in that and everybody should be this way and you all have to believe the same thing I believe. That that isn't his religion. He's saying my religion is kindness. Um, The reason he says that is because um, we're born with kindness, you know. From the time that we were born, we were welcomed into this world by kindness. Now, now we may not realize that, and especially growing up in America where we're used to complaining about our parents, we often don't think about that. But if we do, you know, uh, you know, we realize that our mom carried us to term, which wasn't so comfortable for her. You know, I've never been pregnant, but, you know, <laughs> being out to, like this I, it must be kind of uncomfortable. Um, you know, I'm going through the birth process and then, uh, you know, the doctor helped, you know, helped the process of the birth and then... So many other people were around and welcomed us into the world. And then when we were an infant and we couldn't care for ourselves, we couldn't even roll over by ourselves, let alone feed ourselves or change our own diaper or uh, put on a sweater or take off a sweater, you know. We couldn't cook our own food or... You know, take medicine when we needed it. We were completely dependent on others. And others took care of us. Didn't they? You know, and the proof of that is that we're alive now. Because if others hadn't had taken care of us, we would have died as an infant. It's the bottom line, you know. So, realizing that, you know, that... um, we were welcomed into this world with kindness and people took care of us. You know, that that's something very basic in our own experience, something very basic in our life. And it's true for all of us. 
Now, somebody may say, well, my parents didn't really want me, or this or that or the other thing. But that doesn't matter because they still welcomed us in and kept us alive. Yeah. And if they couldn't do it themselves, they made sure that somebody else took care of us and kept us alive. And the proof is that we're here. Yeah. So, you know, this this thing of kindness is something very intrinsic just to our experience as, as living beings. You know, be receiving kindness our whole life. And then learning to give kindness. You know, we definitely have the seeds of kindness in us. And they need to be noticed and developed and acted upon. Sometimes we forget we have the seeds of kindness in us. You know, and we get really involved in ourselves. And we... Uh, just get into me, I, my, my, and mine. That's kind of our new mantra, you know. Me, me, me. I, I, I. My, my, my. Mine, mine, mine. You know, and the world centers around us. And, uh, you know, we were certainly like that to a good extent as little kids. But even as little kids, you know. We did have kindness, and we helped others, and we, you know, did things nice for our parents and our teachers, and, you know, in the midst of throwing sand in other kids' faces, you know, sometimes we also did nice things. So, you know, that seed is definitely there. It's just a question of tapping into it and encouraging it and and letting it come out. And what... uh, The Buddha prescribed, and what I personally have found very helpful for, you know, getting in touch with that seed of kindness myself, is to remember the kindness that I've received from others. And in fact, this is one of my favorite meditations, and one of the meditations that I think keeps you sane in this world, (laughs) yeah, is... Uh, you know, because the six o'clock news is always telling us the world's mean, the world's bad, people are out to get each other, they're ripping each other off, they're killing each other, they're cheating each other. You know, I mean, that's the message we get from the six o'clock news. And what we call entertainment in America also is watching people, you know, muck, muck around with each other's emotions and battle each other and so on. I'm not quite sure how that's entertaining, but Americans seem to find it entertaining. It's peculiar, isn't it? Yeah, very peculiar. You know, I can't get over thinking that if 9-11, if somebody had written that as a feature film, it would have been a bestseller, you know, like gotten all the Academy Awards. I mean, what a great story. Because people find that stuff so entertaining. But when it was real, and it happened to us, then it was different. Yeah. Anyway, I could get off on that bad, <laughs> bad wagon for a while. But really, uh, you know, coming back to just the kindness that we've received. And I know for myself it was a big thing to really see um, how my parents had been kind to me. 
because I grew up quite a bit thinking my parents don't understand me. You know, they should understand me. Why don't they understand me? Of course, I, it took me ages to realize I didn't understand them. You know, I wanted them to accept me the way I was, but I was not very accepting of them the way they were. You know, it took me a while to realize, oh, maybe part of it's my problem, you know. But just to, to think of the kindness of my parents, you know, it was just when I was little, you know. And when you look at your baby pictures and they're your parents when they're young, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to imagine that your parents were ever young. It seems like they must have been born, you know, old. <laughs> You know, but they were once parents holding us up, you know, kind of beaming like, look what I made, <laughs> you know. And, and when they were sitting there beaming, they were complete, they had completely forgotten, you know, all that we woke them up every night howling and that they were sleep deprived. You know, they didn't think of that when they were holding up their precious newborn baby. And they didn't think, oh, this kid poops and pees and I have to stick my fingers in it. You know, they didn't think that. They just thought we were marvelous. And if you've ever watched parents, you know, it's just amazing. They're totally, parents of a newborn, they are in a world of their own. You know, everything their kid does, it's like no child has ever done that. Look. He's crawling. Wow. You know, as if nobody ever crawled before. Oh, she stood up. Wow. You know, and it's like even though the rest of the family's around, even though the friends and relatives are around, I watched this with my cousins, you know. It's like the rest of the world's oblivious, you know. I hadn't seen my cousins for years, but they had a newborn they're single-pointed on that newborn, you know. I'm going, to, yeah, so what? But they're going, wow, look. <laughs> and it's like that with every parent, you know. They just, like, so just to think that somebody actually looked at us that way, you know, with that kind of amazement and love and astonishment and all we could do is go ah, feed me <laughs> you know? but they didn't care that we screamed they they fed us yeah. so it took me a while you know to really think about this and and get it into my head yeah. and then just all the things that we do in our life that that we take for granted yeah. like learning how to dress ourselves. You know, we didn't know how to do that when we were kids. Somebody had to teach us. You know, look who taught us, friend. You know, parents, relatives, family, friends. They taught us how to dress ourselves. They taught us how to eat with a spoon and fork and how to tie our shoelaces and, you know... They taught us to put our clothes in the dirty clothes hamper. Otherwise, we probably would have still be wearing them, even if they didn't fit so well. Um, you know, 
I mean, just all these basic things that we've done in, that we take for granted, other people had to teach us. Yeah, they had to teach us to speak. They had to teach us to read and write. They taught us to drive a car and to ride a bicycle and, you know, how to turn on the TV and how to turn it off also. No, but so many things that we just take for granted, we we learn due to the kindness of our parents and relatives and teachers when we were little kids. And I think it's important to remember that instead of just taking it for granted, you know, to really remember that. They taught us not to play with matches. Do you remember that when you used to play with matches? Yeah. They taught us to say please and thank you, which is a big kindness, because if they didn't teach us that, we wouldn't learn, wouldn't know how to function in society. They taught us how to share. So many things they taught us, just things that, that help us as, as adults. And so really thinking about this and, you know, going back. I mean, I just listed a few things now, but we can all go back and think, for ourselves, you know, how to brush our teeth, people taught us. How to wash our face. All these things that how actually indebted we are to them for their kindness. And I remember one time doing a meditation retreat. That's where we just go off for some period of time and do our practice, uh, you know, without speaking. And I remember doing this meditation uh, during a retreat and then writing my parents a thank you letter afterwards. Because it kind of dawned on me what they had to go through bringing me up. Because I had always had the thing of, you know, well, you had me. So you wanted me. You've got to deal with me. (laughs) Yeah, You had me, so give me this, give me that, give me the other thing. You know, I never really appreciated how hard they had to work to to provide the things that I just took for granted. You know? And I, I grew up in the generation of, you know, finish everything on your plate because children in China are starving. Yeah. Some of you are in my generation. You remember that? Some of you younger generation, what what do your parents say when they get you when they get you to finish what's on your plate? What do they say? Did they give up? Did they tell you? Yeah? <laughs> They're starving in China? Okay. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, what did your mom? I never had a problem finishing my food. <laughs> So you said, did you mom? She was just saying, eat your vegetables, they're good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They tried with my generation, we had Popeye. Yeah, who would remember Popeye who ate spinach? And, you know, I think that what they were trying to get us to eat our vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye 
never took out a can opener, though, did he? Um, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. So all these things that they had to, to do to teach us how to eat properly, you know, instead of just eating cookies and cake and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, just thinking of so many little things that, that we learned, um, you know, from the people who took care of us and, and really letting a feel of gratitude come, a feeling of gratitude come in our hearts for that. And then just thinking the different skills that we learned. You know, how to read, how to write, how to do math, you know, social studies. Oh, do you remember social studies? <laughs> oh, I remember fourth grade social studies. It, I don't know in other states, but in California, I grew up in Southern California, which is a planet like Mars. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, fourth grade social studies, they taught us California history. And then, you know, and the teacher made every child in the class read a paragraph out of the social studies book. Oh, it was so boring. But anyway, you know, <laughs> you know, people to really tried to give us a good education and, you know, taught us how cat you know how caterpillars shed their bill a cocoon and shed their cocoon and come out as butterflies and you know I mean all these just how to tell time so many things that that we had to learn growing up and that other people dedicated their whole lives teaching us and in America, we don't tend to um, respect our teachers very much. In Asian cultures, they do. In fact, they even have Teacher's Day in some Asian cultures. It's very sweet. Yeah, when we have teacher, we don't have Teacher's Day, but if we did, we would go, why didn't you give me a better grade? <laughs> but, you know, just really appreciating what our teachers did. You know, that they had to go to school and get certificates and do continuing ed. And they had to put up with us. And they didn't get paid very much. And then there's always naughty kids in the class, aren't there? Yeah. Were any of us the naughty kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We used to have a teacher's day. And we used to take cans of food. And we used to roll them down the aisle towards the teacher. Every so often. I don't know where all that started. In elementary school, we did that. Uh, sometimes we take one that was like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> it's very American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just really thinking about what they went through, you know, to, to teach us. And, uh, you know, I mean, just think of the different subjects that, that you studied and, and what the teachers did, to, to, you know, and then what we did to the teachers. <sighs> you know, I, I was a quote, quote, good kid, but even when I look at what I did to the teachers, I really sometimes was not very nice at all. You know? And then I, I actually wound up being a teacher before I became a nun. 
And so I know from the other side what it's like. And, you know, teachers are underpaid and underappreciated in this culture. But really, uh, you know, due to our teachers' kindness, that's how we learn so many things. And any talents we have, any you know, we all have some unique abilities and talents now. It's not like we were born with them. We always think, oh, I was born a brilliant musician or a computer genius or whatever, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah? No, we don't have any of those skills or talents by ourselves. They all came because other people taught us. No? So whatever your career, your profession, it's because other people taught you. Yeah, we didn't come out knowing how to do all those things. So just really, you know, thinking um, how dependent we we have been on the kindness of others for everything we know. Yeah, and for our food, for our clothing, for our medicine, for our shelter. You know, all those are called the four requisites in Buddhism: food, clothing, medicine, and shelter. You know, how dependent we are on the kindness of others. So when we think like this, it really changes our mind, you know. Our our heart becomes much softer, much more open, much more of a feeling of gratitude and appreciation. And then from that, very naturally, comes the wish to be kind to others in exchange. Yeah. I don't think we, you know, once we realize we've been the recipient of kindness, I don't think we need to work too hard to express kindness to others. It's usually when we forget that we've been the recipient of kindness. And when we want to be the recipient of more kindness, that's when we get in trouble. Yeah. I want to be the recipient of kindness. You should be kind to me. You know. That mental attitude gets us in trouble. But when we just really appreciate what we've received, then very naturally the wish comes to to give back, you know, and to exchange. And so uh, then that really produces, you know, a heart of kindness within ourselves. And that heart of kindness actually makes us happy. Yeah. We usually think that kind people make other people happy, but actually the person who feels kind towards others is the person who experiences the greatest benefit from kindness. Yeah, Think about it. The times when you've had a kind heart to others, then your kind heart can last quite a long while, can't you? Can't it? And you can feel, you know, very nice for quite a long period of time because there's a feeling of kindness in your heart. Whereas if, you know, you may give something to somebody and they appreciate that for a while and then it's finished. But think about it, you know, when other people have been kind to you and then when you've been kind to others, who who really benefits most from from the kindness. It's usually the person who's being kind. Yeah. So His Holiness also says, you know, we always think that we're developing these good these good attitudes for the benefit of others. 
He says we're the, the chief beneficiaries of it. And if, if you see that, it's really true. And so, in this way, I think this can help us have a more sincere motivation for being kind because then the delight that we feel as an automatic thing from having a positive mental state, that delight becomes its own, is the reward of, of a positive attitude. Okay? And when we feel that, then we become less attached to expecting others to recognize our kindness and repay it. Okay? Because the big pitfall in this is, you know, oh, I recognize your kindness to me, and now how about if you recognize my kindness to you? You know? And I've done this for you, and I've done that for you, and I've done the other thing for you. You know, and we always pull this out when we have a fight with somebody we're very close to, don't we? Because we, we keep these little score sheets in our minds, you know. I did this and this and this and this and this for that person. And they did all these horrible things towards me. I love them very much, but I'm keeping track of all the mistaken things they did and all the things they were done that were inconsiderate. So when we get to into a fight, I have some ammunition. But they've done all this to me. And I've done all that to them. Okay? So, so we have very, you know, good little record keeping in, uh, in our mind of all these things, you know? Those files don't get deleted. Yeah. The ones where we were mean to them and they were kind to us, those, you know, kind of get stored on some old drive and, you know, then become like a, um, you know, a, what is it, like a, a Word doc that was written in, you know, ten years ago that you can't open now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we forget about the mean things we did to them and their kindness to us. But the, the mean things they did to us and the kindness we gave to them, those we constantly update you know, we put our little red flags by them. <laughs> yeah. Keep you know, so that we have some ammunition for a quarrel. You know. But that kind of mind doesn't make us very happy, does it? You know? Keeping track of everything we don't like about somebody else. That doesn't make us very happy. Doesn't make us happy at all. Yeah. And what happens when we keep track of all the things we don't like about somebody else is we dig ourselves a hole and then we jump into it. And we're miserable. You know, why? Because our mind is just sitting, spinning around negativity. You know, I don't like this, I don't like that, they did this, they did that. So even though the person's nowhere around, our mental attitude is just spinning and we're miserable. So it's far more productive, you know, and also better for our own health and happiness to, you know, to, re- to remember people's kind things and then try and have an attitude towards kindness, you know, an attitude of kindness towards them. Now somebody always says, 
But, 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 that sounds very nice, but if I'm kind towards them, they're going to take advantage of me. Yeah, people in this country were so afraid of being taken advantage of. Don't you think? We're very afraid of being taken advantage of. And so, in thinking about this, you know, really doing some research in my mind, you know, why am I afraid of being taken advantage of? What, what's really going on? I see that I kind of do friendships like business deals. Yeah? I did this to you, so you should do something reciprocal for me. If I did this for you and you don't reciprocate, I'm losing money. You know, not, not money money, but I'm losing emotional money. I'm losing, you know, so I'm, my, the mind's always engaged in a business deal. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the consumer mentality, isn't it? Yeah, I give you money, and if, you know, we agree on the price, I give you that, and then you give me something. Yeah, so we, we buy an article, we exchange the pieces of paper for something we like. Then we have that same thing in our relationships. I did this to you, therefore you owe me that. Yeah, of course... We often aren't conscious of this, but we certainly have that expectation. And, you know, we don't always communicate that expectation to somebody else, but we still expect it. And then when they don't give us what we think is their part of the deal, we feel taken advantage of, we feel neglected, we feel rejected. Yeah, Think about it a little bit. You... Kind of look at relationships a little bit like business deals like that. I mean, because what is this thing about taking and being taken advantage of? It's I've given you more than you've paid me. Yeah. So we're dealing with emotional currency here. But it's still this mind that we have of, you know, like that. And that, that mind that's always measuring... It, it doesn't lead to much happiness. No? Because I really saw that somebody only takes advantage of me when I have the thought they're taking advantage of me. If I don't have that thought, they aren't doing it. Because I only discriminate that they're taking advantage of me based on my standards that I set up. There's no objective anything in there. Yeah. Okay. Now, the question comes, well, okay, before I get to that. So, just, you know, if we have a heart of kindness, then and just the feeling of being kind is its own reward, then we don't have to do emotional business deals with people. Because we're satisfied just by being kind ourselves. Okay, so it cuts that out. It also cuts out the expectations from them. Hmm? Okay. Now the question comes, does that always mean that we should bend over backwards and do whatever anybody else wants us to do? Does that always mean that we should give everybody whatever they want us to give them? Okay. Does kindness mean that we do that? Okay. No. Okay. Because sometimes 
it's much kinder to the other person to say no. Because if we just do everything everybody wants and we just give everybody everything they want, it's not necessarily good for them. Yeah? So we really start, instead of, you know, I gave you this, you have to give me that. Instead of that attitude, we're looking for the other person and what is really good for that person's development. Yeah? Okay. So the, the classic example I use is if you have a relative with a substance abuse policy uh, problem, <laughs> they might have a substance abuse policy also, but a problem, you know, and they want money and they want you to do this and they want you to do that and they're asking this and asking that and asking the other thing. Is it necessarily kind to do all of that for them? No, it's not. Yeah, sometimes the kindest thing to do is the thing that they don't want to hear. Yeah. I remember one time, where was I? I was in Boise somewhere, and I was talking to to uh, somebody who was maybe in their 20s or 30s, and they were telling me that they had been acting out a lot when they were a teenager and getting in a lot of trouble. And their mom would always, you know, come and, you know, get him out of court or get him out of jail or get him out of juvie or, you know, whatever he was doing. Mom would always come. And one time, you know, after this had gone on for quite a while, um, you know, he was busted for something, I don't know. And uh, they went to court and, you know, and the, the judge said, you know, do you want to take him home? And she said, no, I can't control him. You keep him. And he told me, this was like such a shocker for him, you know, because always before mom had, you know, come and done everything. He said it was such a shock for him that he really started to see that he had to change. Yeah. And so in that kind of example, you know, that was really an act of kindness that his mom did, you know, because it woke him up. Okay. So, you know, this thing of being taken advantage of because of being kind, yeah, there's a few things here. You know, one is if we're doing it out of a genuine feeling ourselves, then we're not looking for appreciation. We have to consider really what's the best thing for the other person in the long run. Yeah. And and then act with as much wisdom as as we have in any particular moment. Okay? But with an attitude of kindness. So sometimes we may be behaving with kindness, but the other person may see us as an enemy. Yeah. Remember yesterday uh yesterday we um there were some Chinese nuns who were visiting us, and one of uh, them was telling us the story about, you know, before she ordained, her master was so kind and considerate and encouraging. 
And after she ordained, her master would get really angry at her, and she couldn't figure out, you know, well, what did I do? And then she realized, well, her her master wasn't really angry at her, but her, it was a way that her master had of being kind, you know, to her because she had certain faults, and and the spiritual master had to point those out because if she didn't, the disciple would have kept on creating the, the same mistaken actions. Okay, so I mean, lots of times that's the way with parents and kids, isn't it? Yeah. As parents, you know, if you're trying to win a popularity contest with your kids, no, it doesn't work. But I know many parents, you know, it's like they, they're trying to win their kids' approval instead of the other way around. I tell you, yeah, the parents want the kids' approval and the parents go out of their way, do anything their kid wants so the kids will be happy. I don't think that's necessarily beneficial. You know, we have to think long term for people's welfare and their ability to function in the world. Okay? Anyway, that's a little bit about kindness and, you know, having a kind heart. And I think showing the, our kind heart not just to friends and relatives and people who have been directly kind to us, but also showing our kind heart to strangers and also to enemies. You know that bumper sticker that says, do random acts of kindness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's quite a nice bumper sticker. And just, you know, when you're in public places, there's just many small ways of just being considerate of other people. Yeah, there's so many ways when you're in public places where, you know, it's just ways to connect with other people. Um, I travel a lot, and so that it always comes in that context to me. When I went to, um, where was I going? I think I was on my way to Israel in December, and uh, I had a stopover in, in Heathrow in London, and there's this whole huge security thing you had to pass through for exchanging flights. And I got on the other side. Well, actually, as I was going through, there was a woman from Africa who had a baby with her. And she didn't speak English, you know, and she had the baby bottle. And, you know, you could tell she was trying to get through security. And they're saying, ma'am, this is liquid. You know, you can't take this on the plane and you know any anyway she was ahead of me I couldn't do much but she got through security eventually and then when I got on the other side she just looked at me and she gave me her ticket and it's clear she didn't have a clue where to go you know and so I I you know kind of helped her to find the the gate of, of her transfer flight yeah so just things like that you know, that come that you can do. And people are being very kind to me, too, especially when I have my 49 kgs of luggage coming back from Asia. It's called Renounce the World and Carry Incredibly Heavy Suitcases. <laughs> because when I was in Asia, people gave many offerings for the Abbey, and so I had to carry them back. So, uh, So, you know, I just... 
stand there and, you know, and, and you know, with a luggage rack and people come and help me and Claudia picked me up from the airport and came and helped me and, yeah, you, you saw the 49 kgs. So, um, and that was just the check on. <laughs> Not the hand luggage. But, uh, you know, so there's so many ways in, in, that we have to show kindness to others. And so really thinking about strangers and offering acts of kindness. And then especially to people that we don't like, people we have a hard time with, you know. Those people especially, it can be really effective if we start changing our behavior and change our mind and extending some kindness towards them. Because the whole reason that they may be acting the way they are towards us is because maybe they misinterpreted something that we did or maybe we were inconsiderate before without realizing we were inconsiderate or maybe we ignored them and we didn't speak to them or whatever. But just by extending ourselves with some act of kindness, it can very often open the door um, to receiving more kindness and to easing the other person's mind. And even people who have directly harmed us, just to wish them well with a kind heart. Because what's the use of hating them? Really, what's the use of hating somebody to do any good at all? Doesn't do any good. Yeah. Gives you ulcers and you have to go to the doctor. Yeah, gives you high blood pressure. But but hating somebody doesn't, doesn't do any good. Yeah. So even wishing kindness towards those people, you know, that may they be free of suffering. It could be very healing for them and very healing for us too. Because it could be that maybe some of the people who we aren't very fond of don't have a lot of people wishing them well. And if somebody wished them well and they felt some kindness, it might open the door for them to change. Okay. There's some time for some questions or comments. You had something before, Alex. I just wanted to quickly say something that would be funny because you actually said something that actually happened to me. I remember <coughs> I was in eighth or ninth grade. I was in junior high. And we had a personal development week. And there was a speaker there talking about personal, you know, like friendship. And the analogy that was used the entire time was that a friendship is a mutual bank account. No. In which you do, when you do something kind, it's like making a deposit. And that's actually used this analogy to teach people. And I just thought it was really funny how this is a very pervasive idea. Because I think, I guess the, the conclusion is that if you make the deposit, then eventually it'll be there for you whenever you want. It'll uh-huh. be there when, when you want it, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean you you your deposit is for you to enjoy the money of, not for somebody you else to take the money. Uh huh. And then this is your justification for saying, you know, just like the money that you deposit in the bank. That's mine. I get it whenever I want. Uh huh. You should be kind to me now that I've been kind to you. Okay. This is the analogy that they use. Yeah, actually encourages that, huh? Uh, other comments or questions? 
I, I think, yeah. I just think that there was a, a movie that I saw probably eight or ten years ago that I really liked the concept, and it was called Pay It Forward. Oh, yeah. The whole concept was that when you received an act of kindness, it wasn't so much about to repay that or be reciprocal with that. There wasn't anything wanting back from that person, but the, but the point was to then your responsibility was then to offer it to somebody who was in need. Yeah. It's really quite a nice, heartwarming concept. That yeah. That. Yeah. offer somebody something and don't feel like they're indebted to you, but they're just to have the responsibility to yeah. share that with somebody else when they need it. Right. Yeah, and, and the wonderful part was, it was a little eight-year-old, mm-hmm. yeah. then the words came out of the old thing, you know, saying, pay forward to the mm-hmm. home, it's just amazing. Wow, yeah. Yeah, very nice. And that's actually the whole idea of karma. You know, is that when we, uh, I mean, and I think this is a very good way to think, when we receive happiness, and just even, you know, we have so much happiness in our lives already, you know, things are going well for us. We often are blind to, but if we looked, we'd see them. But, you know, to realize, wow, I have so many good things going for myself already, and this is due to the positive uh, karma that I created in the past that brought this good result and so then even if you're thinking in a selfish way that I want to experience good results in future lives then the cause of that is to be kind to others Yeah. so you pay it forward to somebody else in this life and then in a future life you get it you're paying it forward to yourself too yeah uh-huh. I do have one question. One time I was in Seattle and I bought a cup of tea. Uh-huh. And it was a cold morning and I was walking down the street to meet a friend and there was a homeless man. And I thought I could give this to him and it would be wonderful. But I got really nervous and I talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, why is it hard to do? Why is it sometimes so hard to do? And how do we overcome that sort of nervousness? Yeah. Or breaking the barrier, breaking the air? You know, it's interesting that you bring up that example because just before you did, I was going to say this would be a very good topic for our afternoon discussion is to talk about what are our hindrances to showing kindness. You know, because we we do have that difficulty, don't we, sometimes. So let's save that for the discussion in the afternoon and then we can all share our different perspectives.
It is. Definitely stunning. for a few minutes. Let's spend a a five-minute meditation and spend some time remembering the kindness that's been shown to you and cultivating that feeling of kindness towards, uh, towards others in exchange. (laughs) 